Hello and welcome to episode 153 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And this week, in honor of the Oscars that just happened last night, we're going to be reviewing The Martian and Bridge of Spies, two movies that were nominated for Best Picture but did not win. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a hiatus because... One of us had pneumonia. I don't know which one it was, but... Yeah, flip a coin on that one. Well, how, you, how you feeling, dude? Might lean to my side. How was I that whole feel, ordeal? It, it was kind of scary, to be completely honest with you. I've yeah. never been like that sick before. I usually don't get like, like deathly ill flu type. I usually just kind of get a lot of little sicknesses through the winter usually um so yeah i thought i had the flu and then seven eight days later i was like huh i'm not getting any better you might want to get this checked out <laughs> yeah and it happened to be uh like that arctic circle or uh, it was like zero degrees outside pretty much for like a week yeah that's fahrenheit by the way <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. You had full-blown pneumonia. Yeah, it was really rough. Um, yeah, like I yeah, was telling I, you, the closest thing I ever had to that was I had mono when I was like 21 years old. And yeah. That was pretty bad. But Yeah, I remember that. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, we're back but in it, action. Yep, trying to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. But, uh, Nothing better than podcasting about movies. <laughs> for sure um, yeah so we were supposed to record a while ago so I had the Super Bowl we were supposed to talk about I guess we could still talk about the Super Bowl yeah <laughs> what did you think of the uh, Denver win I already forgot yeah Denver um, beat Carolina uh, yeah Cam folded like a cheap suit yeah it was an okay Super Bowl I guess but that was like the third day of me. I decided I would definitely be better for work by that Super Bowl Sunday. So I went to work thinking I was going to make a lot of money. And I felt deathly ill the whole night. And I ended up not even making that much money. So it wasn't. Got screwed on both It wasn't times. a good endeavor. Probably a good contributor to me actually having pneumonia. Yeah, that's. Could be. But, uh. <laughs> As far yeah, it was a decent game. It was more of a defensive struggle, but uh, at least it was close. I just didn't care about either team whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, the commercials, nothing really stood out to me. But there were some yeah. some interesting movie trailers, as there always are. Absolutely. Did you catch any of them? Uh, I saw uh, Civil War. Yeah. What did you think of that? I think it looked amazing. Yeah, and wasn't from, much to it. from a guy that's kind of a critical of those, like, yeah. superhero movies. It wasn't much, like, new footage or anything, but it definitely was enough to get you pumped. Yeah. Uh, what other trip? I'm a little fog. Is yeah, I got a couple ID written down. Independence Day and yeah. Jungle Book? Yeah, Jungle Book was on there. Like that X-Men Apocalypse. Got your first glimpse of Psylocke in action. Yeah. Looking good. Uh, Independence Day Resurgence, pretty much what we've already seen. 
Yeah. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane had a, a another trailer. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, that one look, looks better and better the more I see of it. Yeah. I was, um, I was skeptical at first, definitely, coming around. But the two standouts to me, first was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which had, you know, Bebop, Rocksteady, they showed Krang in his suit. I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> they showed Krang. It was amazing. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of it, I guess, but I... Like I said, I've been so sick, I hadn't done yeah. anything. They're just full-out pandering, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need more of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because if they try to take it too seriously, it's just going to be, you know, like yeah. the first one. <laughs> and uh, my favorite trailer, though, was the Jason Bourne. The uh, the return of Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. That was a badass I trailer. I not either. Wasn't much to it again because I think it's only like 30 or 60 seconds, but just the fact that it's called Jason Bourne and it's like him being badass and throwing like uh, having a fist fight with someone and just knocking him out with the standing elbow was pretty sick. <laughs> Got me excited. Man, I'm, I'm surprised how many uh, trailers I actually did see now thinking back, but I'm upset I didn't see those two. Yeah, the two best like ones. Like I said, I was working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then I guess we can transition to the Super Bowl of movies, which happened last night, the Oscars. Um, <laughs> it was the big Chris Rock as the host, you know, it was anticipated to see what he would say with all the controversy going on with the Oscar so white hashtag. Yeah. Did you watch his monologue? Did you watch the Oscars? I didn't get to see any of them. I was kind of upset about that. I was so busy at work. Yeah. It was I, I loved his opening monologue. I thought he nailed it. He didn't go... Yeah, he kind of made fun of both ends. Like, it's just the Oscars. It's not, like, a real struggle. He's like, I don't want to just repeat... Try to repeat what he said, because he did it great, and I I don't think it would come off right with me. But the way way he did it, it was pretty great, saying, like... But, yeah, it, it is racism, slightly, or... You know, it is messed up, but, you know, we've had bigger problems. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he did a good job there. And they kept going. Every time he was on, he kept going back to it, picking on the Oscars, like picking on the Academy. It, it, it was a little much, but uh, I think that was kind of the point, though, to be a little much about it. Yeah, that's sort of his style anyway. Yeah. But I enjoyed the Oscars overall. I thought it was pretty well, pretty well done this year. Um, let's see. Best picture went to Spotlight. In a little bit oh, of really? yeah, a little bit of an upset. The Revenant was the favorite, and the Big Short was in the mix, but uh, Spotlight took it home. And but uh, for best director, the the Revenant guy Alejandro Inarritu took best director. So <laughs> it's a little bit of a split there. It doesn't happen that often. Yeah, uh, I was like joking with my dad. We were talking about that, and the things they went through to make that movie. I was like, man, if you don't win an award for that, I don't know if I could go on myself. <laughs> yeah, really. But Leo did. Leo won Best Actor. Finally got, got his it. Oscar after all these years. I haven't That's seen the, the only movie. one I knew of, like award wise. Yeah, I'm everyone at, was talking about that. Now. Yeah, Brie Larson won Best Actress for Room. 
Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, which we'll be talking about here. Uh, he won Best Supporting Actor in a little bit of an upset over Sylvester Stallone. Wow. Yeah. Um, Alicia Vikander, our girl, she won Best Supporting Actress for The Danish Girl. The wrong movie, but the right person. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Ex see. Machina didn't get anything, did it? It did. It got uh, best, uh, best Visual Effects. Yeah. Which is pretty huge. It won over Star Wars... The Revenant, The Martian, wow, and Mad I didn't Max even think Fury of it that way. Yeah. And like an indie movie, one best visual effects was pretty remarkable. Uh, a screenplay, The Big Short, one adapted, and Spotlight, one original. Let's see. Nice. Mad Max Fury Road won six Oscars, mostly in the uh, like production design, film editing, sound editing. Effects, and yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Costume design. That something else, but yeah, the, the under the line stuff, which I'm glad it won. You know, multiple Oscars. I love that movie. Uh, animated feature went to Inside Out, of course. Yeah. Cinematography, Emmanuel Lubezki for The Revenant, his third year in a row winning Best Cinematography. Wow. For, for Gravity, then uh, uh, Birdman last year, and now The Revenant. So he's pretty good at his job. Yeah, not bad. Best documentary went to Amy, which I liked a lot, so I was happy to see that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Best foreign film, Son of Saw. Best score, The Hateful Eight. Yeah, that's about it. Nice. Yeah, but I did a little Oscar pool for um, for the podcast. Better yeah, I was hoping I was going to be able to get in it, but I had to do it at work, and yeah. Whatever. We had nine entries. And I came in second place behind the winner by two points. I had 78. She had 80. Uh, so congratulations to... Hold on. Let me pull this up. I knew it for a second. Uh, Natalie Franklin. From congratulations. Tor- from Toronto. You win what you, an announcement on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, Brennan Fitzpatrick came in third. So... Thanks for those Good who cheer. played. Uh, had fun. You always, you know, nice to have something on the line. Yeah, makes it interesting. Oh, one more thing about the Oscars was my favorite part was Sasha Baron Cohen coming out as the Ollie G to uh, present an award. Really? In character. You know, <laughs> hasn't lost a step. It was, it was <laughs> fantastic. But anyway, let's get into some movies. I say yes. We'll start with The Martian, since it didn't win any awards, despite being Here's not- your award. <laughs> yes, you get to lead off. It was <laughs> nominated for Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Production Design, Best Sound Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Actor, and went home empty-handed. But at least it was nominated. Yeah. But it's uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Starring Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, uh, Donald Glover, a bunch of other people, Kristen Wiig, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. It's about Matt Damon, who is on a mission to Mars with his team, and they are leaving because of a space storm. He gets hit by debris or something, and they think he's dead, so they just go. Dead. Yeah, they just go on their merry way. Back going home, 
but he's not dead, as you've seen from the trailers. He is alive. <laughs> he needs to stay alive until they can come back and get him. And that's pretty much what the movie's about. Yeah, not to mention the fact that they don't know to come back and get him yet. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got to connect with NASA first. But it had a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, wow. Great reviews. I was looking forward to watching this for a long time. Actually watched it on my birthday. Happy birthday to me. That was like over a month ago. Happy but, uh, belated. <laughs> yes. Um, but you, I'm sure you watched this a while ago, right? Yeah. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a solid movie. It's fun. Uh, yeah, a lot of it fun. It didn't blow me away, though. Like some people kind of put it out to be but i really liked it yeah it didn't blow me away either but i enjoyed the hell out of it like you said it was just a ton of fun it's just seeing matt damon do his thing he's he's amazing in this role yeah it's perfect role for him <laughs> yeah just I, let him do his thing i was i heard on another podcast like how would matt damon do as the lead in the revenant versus Leonardo DiCaprio as the lead on The Martian, and they said, I think uh, The Martian's better with Matt Damon, and I would agree, even though I liked Leo better overall. Yeah. Uh, it's just, but. he has that personality of the chummy, you know, people pleaser, witty, yeah. funny. He can, it's almost like his castaway here, except they cut to NASA more often than they cut away from Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Easy to get uh, a little confused with Interstellar and uh, space scenes. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Chastain. exactly. You got Matt Damon and Jessica Chastain in both movies with similar <laughs> looking outfits and all. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, it doesn't blow you away because it's such a light tone to it, which I, I'm glad it did because it made the movie yeah, what it was. Absolutely. But it's something that kept it from being like an all time classic, in my opinion. Yeah, it, yeah, it's no epic. You can just sense that there's he's going to be okay. You know, there's no sense of yeah. danger, even when the worst things are happening. Just the whole tone of the movie, it'd be ridiculous if he, you know, I mean, not no spoilers yeah. or anything, but you know, thirty minutes in, he's not going to die just from the way that the movie is presenting itself. There's no melancholy in the entire movie. Or no gravitas. Yeah, there's no, uh, and there's no hints at it. Like, there's not really any depressing music that I can remember. Yeah, there's a lot of disco music. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean. But I mean, it's funny. It's yeah, got he's always cracking actionish jokes. moments. Yeah, it's not trying to get at you emotionally on a deep level because it's so heady. It's all him using his intelligence to logically figure out how to survive and what to do from and it just shows the process of of everything which which I enjoy quite a bit. Yeah, and they do like a little bit of the stuff back at home kind of put a, a minor political twist into it, but yeah. it's nothing profound. Yeah, and speaking of that, like the NASA interludes, that was probably some of my least favorite stuff, but I didn't hate it as much as I would have thought. 
Yeah. I almost would have liked it, to just stay with him the whole time. But it wasn't, like, poorly done, necessarily. Yeah. The question, it does add substance, but did it take away from the overall? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't dislike it that much, but in a great movie, it's kind of one of the weaker parts. Yeah, especially Donald Glover. Sense. His character was just, like, a cartoon, yeah. like, oh... You know, uh, what's the stuff Cartman eats? The chips. <laughs> cheesy proofs. Yeah, cheesy proofs on his shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm a genius, but I'm a slob, you know. Yeah. But may, I'm sure they tried it, editing it it's different ways, and this must have been just the way it came out best. But Yeah, he's uh, pretty infamous for having super long first cuts. Yeah, Ridley Scott. This is actually yeah. a pretty good comeback for him. He hasn't been on a... On too good of a run lately. It's all yeah. these like epics that he likes to make. <laughs> this was a much better fit for him, I think. Getting back to that sci-fi. Yeah, because I feel like it's a movie that didn't have it demand so much perfectionism from him. Yeah, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever. But it's just it's kind of a lighthearted, fun yeah adventure. A long way from Robin Hood and uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> the the counselor, which I liked a little bit, but yeah. This is more like alien if it was a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, the big thing was it was nominated for best musical or comedy at the Golden Globes. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it is I funny. do remember that. It is funny, but it's not I wouldn't say it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> it's like they wanted to bring more attention to the, the yeah <laughs> that particular award or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the score. I like the sound design. I thought like you, they really did a good job isolating certain things to make uh, like certain sounds stand out, like when a door flies off and hits someone. Uh, yeah, it it had that spacey kind of feel with the sound. Where, yeah. And the, obviously the visual effects are pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Mars looked I like didn't... a real place. Yeah. They, uh, I just saw a thing about it, like how much time on a blue screen or green screen they used. And it actually kind of surprised me. I figured some of the shots probably were in the desert or whatnot. Yeah. I think even his beard might have been CGI. <laughs> At wow. least that's the way they presented it on the Oscars when they were like showing... Then put the effects on. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he's got a contractual obligation that he's not going to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, I thought it was well paced. Like, I never was bored, never dragged. You know, no. for a movie over, I think it's like two hours or longer, and I was never. It feels like, like an hour and a half. Yeah. It was pretty tight as far as, like, you would think it's just him stranded on Mars, but. I mean, he's constantly trying new things, and it it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you compared it to Castaway, but it, it's not as sluggish as Castaway. Not that Castaway is... No, yeah, I love things, Castaway, but, but it's almost intentional that it's, it doesn't move briskly. Yeah, You're supposed it, to feel how a, long he's been there and all that. It's sort of a bad comparison, but I just mean in terms of pacing. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but, uh, speaking of the interstellar com 
What did you think? Which movie did you prefer? Uh, Interstellar. Yeah, it's fairly close but, for me, but but I think I agree. I just, as we always say, the ambition. This movie's not yeah. very am- ambitious, but it pretty much succeeds at everything it's trying to do. Whereas Interstellar hits and misses way more, but it's so ambitious that I love it. I could, I could watch The Martian even if I was like bored and didn't feel like watching a movie. Like Interstellar takes a little bit of yeah, 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 yeah. effort to watch, and I like that. But it, I don't know, Martian. It's just an easy watch. Yeah, I agree. And, the best way. <laughs> Are you gonna start growing potatoes from your own shit? Um, I think I'm probably gonna wait on that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. But crazy. I'm, I'm gonna make the move. <laughs> In desperate times <laughs> call for desperate measures. You've been out of work a while. It, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I see. That's the kind of stuff that I don't know if that's like legitimately a thing, but. It makes sense to me in my dumb brain. Like they explain it good enough to make it seem real. That kind of yeah. Stuff. I wonder what the uh, science behind the movie kind of is. Interesting enough, I brought uh, Interstellar like digitally on Xbox, and it came with something called the Science of Interstellar, and they explain everything. Oh yeah. I wonder if they'll have something like that in the Martians. Well, the Martians based off a book, Andy Weir, well-regarded novel. Um, I didn't read it. But uh, yeah, I I heard it was about a book, but I just mean like how they present things. And all. Right, right. Yeah, because, I guess. Like you said, they they're very convincing if if yeah. it's not real, you know. And for me, that's all I need. It's a movie, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see. The only other thing I'd say the movie is basically saying, you know, have optimism in the face of the impossible, and you can accomplish anything. Yeah. Just, and Very. basically, USA, USA. We can do anything. Without yeah. being a nail on the head. It's not like American Sniper or anything, but. Yeah. It kind of has a little bit of that subtlety to it. Yeah, I wonder with how things are if that's going to start becoming more prominent or less prominent in movies. Yeah, that, that's always interesting how Hollywood reacts to just the political landscape. Yeah, it definitely sometimes reflects, and, but sometimes it is through and sometimes the, they'll just a magic the, mirror. <laughs> yeah, they'll do the total opposite just to go in the face of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd say it deserved pretty much all the nominations it got. I could, I mean, it's, I haven't seen every movie yet that came out in, in holiday season, but... I'd put it in a be- at the tail end of a Best Picture race, and Matt Damon deserved it, effects deserved it, sound editing, I'd say, yeah, production design. Maybe screenplay is the one that kind of is iffy for me. But Yeah, um, it, it did seem like kind of a mainstreamy, more lighthearted movie, which sometimes the Academy just sort of... Like, like, they get a lot of nominations, but they're not going to win, because it's not yeah. whatever that... It's very Apollo yeah. 13, right? Yeah. I, I like that movie. It's, it's kind of the best movie, enjoyable, but it's not, like, heady enough. I do wish more movies like this would come out, though. Oh, yeah, for it's, sure. It's right? way better than, like, uh, uh, what is it? 
the fucking <laughs> Maze Runner six or whatever. Yeah, I, some movies just they try to be so deep, like like you'll see a lot of things now that are going to try to be like Game of Thrones with details, and it's just so. I don't know. You have to invest so much to like something like that. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of people strike out. But it's it's yeah. been interesting the last twelve months or so. I feel like a lot of original movies like Deadpool, The Martian, Creed, which is a sequel, but it's still original in its take. Um, yeah, straight out of Compton. Like, there's plenty of examples of the, for them to know. Like, people just want original content, but they just take. Uh, the wrong examples from the successes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of like copying off of HBO and like uh, just in terms of content. It seems yeah. like once they do something sort of controversial or whatever, it's like okay to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like Deadpool was a huge hit, so that means let's make our comic book movies all R-rated <laughs> instead. Of, <laughs> yeah. Let's have original. You know, content or whatever. Yeah, just the blatant gore and yeah. cussing and stuff like that, which I don't mind in movies and stuff. But right, if it if it fits, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't turn a. It's not a a check mark on like a list, you know. Big Hero Six sequel rated R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll give uh, The Martian a heavy 8 or a light 8.5 in that range. Yeah, I had the same thing. Uh, it's probably a solid 8. Nice. Light 8.5. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a movie I'll watch on HBO if it's just on, you know, just pop it on. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> All right, Easily rewatchable. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to the other Best Picture nominee. Uh, Bridge of Spies, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks Mark Rylance, Best Supporting <laughs> Actor winner. Um, about a... It's in the Cold War. Tom Hanks is a lawyer who's forced to defend Mark Rylance, who's a Russian spy, or Soviet spy, and he takes his job seriously and actually tries to defend him, which people take exemption to. <laughs> an exception to, I should say, and yeah. eventually it it kind of goes from a courtroom drama where he's, you know, trying to defend his client to more of him getting involved in spy stuff and and trying to make a trade for a, an American that was captured as well. But uh, it's at a ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The other nominations it had were Best Score, Best Production Design, Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, obviously, and Best Sound Mix. So pretty similar nominations to The Martian. Yeah. What would you think? Were you, uh, again, this is a movie you saw closer to its release. A while back. Yeah. What did you think of it? I honestly, I didn't have high expectations because of it being kind of historical type. I don't know. And Spielberg, to me, has been kind of average. For I, I might be overlooked. I don't know. Just like the type of movie, the look of it, I just thought it was going to be very average. Yeah, I'm 100% with you as far as Spielberg goes. He's been in 
you always think of, you hear Spielberg and you think the you know one of the best, one of the masters, iconic. But to me, he just looking at his IMDb, he hasn't had a great movie for me and since 2002 with Catch Me If You Can or 2005 he had uh, War of the Worlds which I liked but it wasn't amazing yeah really it's the, the his recent stuff is like let's see I have it right here War Horse which I hated Lincoln which was solid but I mean not great yeah Adventures of Tintin was okay Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is one of my least favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Munich was was okay. People love it. I didn't like it as much as everyone. And The Terminal, which I hated as well. But yeah, Bridge of Spies. I kind of dug it. I, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I guess the term I could have used for that is I expected it to be one of those projects that they do that it's more of an interesting topic rather than it's going to be a great movie mm-hmm. type thing. Sort right. of like uh, that Benedict Cumberbatch movie. Yeah. Uh, about the Imitation the Enigma. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of more interesting, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah, I expected more like Lincoln where it's, you know, solid movie, but just very dull kind of, you know... Good yeah. performances, but not really grabbing me. But I think it was mainly... I mean, Tom Hanks is great in the movie, don't get me wrong. But Mark, yeah. Mark Rylance, I don't know. I have to see the other nominees, but it was definitely a pretty awesome performance. He he gets you sympathetic in a Russian spy that's against the U.S., you know? Yeah. You're almost yeah, on absolutely. his side, in a sense. And every once in a while, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> Like, even from that opening sequence is when he had me sold. He, it just shows him, like, going about his business, getting the information, and then people coming into his apartment and arresting him. And yeah. It's it just very, was so uh, well done. It was. It really got me invested in his character, at least interested. In, he's quiet, but had a lot of gravitas, like we said, about uh, what was lacking in The Martian. Yeah, that that whole beginning scene is very like polarizing in a way because it's he's so boring and slow, even though he's doing this big thing, and then it like all hits you. Right, it's like the expectation of a spy. You would think some cool, awesome, you know, suave guy. Yeah, it's just this old guy slowly going about his business. I like that dichotomy, and the fact that he is your focus. It's not like you're following the United States people trying to arrest him. You're following him. So you're almost rooting for him to get away with it because that's just who the main guy it is. It almost that makes it seem silly, like what he's doing is such a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Not like literally, but like visually. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I was really surprised how much I liked it because, I don't know, just I'm so sick of World War II era kind of... You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just sort of like, uh, it's like overdone and kind of doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the first, been there, done that first so half times. was like a legal drama, and then the second half was, I guess, 
a spy movie. Which, uh, which yeah, that's I I like that. Which half did I you didn't like expect better? that at least. I don't know. Uh, the legal drama part reminded me a lot of some of the older movies. Like, besides the actual content, like what the story's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of which ones particularly. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Uh, but the second part was, I really liked. I didn't expect the story to be like that. I kind of was expecting it to be a kind of shorter movie. Mm-hmm. Not like shorter, shorter, but I didn't expect the the landscape of the movie to change so much. And I thought it was really interesting how they got to that point. Like, I won't spoil it, but like, there's a part where he's talking to his client mm-hmm. about something. And yeah. that's how the second part of the movie starts. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked the legal drama stuff better, I think. Actually, the slower, it was slower, but it, for me it was more riveting. But I did like the second half as well. I actually think it helped, like, keep you in the movie as far as yeah. being a longer movie and the pacing because once it switches gears, it's like you're re-motivated again. Or re- yeah, it's almost, uh, the second half almost Martian-esque where it's, yeah, it's easier a little more to watch. Lighthearted. I mean, yeah. there's still serious stuff going on, but, like, he loses his jacket to a bunch of Russian, like, <laughs> yeah. gangsters or whatever and the Russian guy he meets is like why aren't you wearing a heavier coat <laughs> but, uh, I like the the period piece uh, visually it's interesting that it is Germany too oh yeah that's I don't right. really think of Germany as a place like that anymore you know yeah for sure totalitarian <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I thought it had a good atmosphere about it like you could feel the cold, all the snow, and yeah. just, like, the tension in the air, just from that era being the Cold War and always on edge. Like, they, their house gets shot up, and I yeah. felt like the tone and the mood of the whole whole movie really helped in that regard, and the cinematography yeah, was tense. pretty good. Yeah, I, I was uh, very impressed with it, actually. Yeah. Especially in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't there, like, it's been a while for me, too, wasn't there, like, a scene where it shows someone trying to escape some kind of... I, I was just about to say that. He's on, like, the... I want to say that... It's not a subway. It's an elevated rail. Yeah. And there's one that goes over the wall between, and he's coming back. And, it's like the barbed wire yeah. on top. Yeah, they're just building the Berlin Wall in this movie. Yeah. So, it's, like, kind of a new they thing in there trying to escape and he gets shot down at the last second it's yeah it the only thing i could think is i've never seen anyone get shot in my life but it seems like that in that scene like it's almost surreal that it's happening but it happened (laughs) not surreal but you know imagine seeing that in real life it's almost like you've seen it so many times on tv but holy crap, this is real, you know? Yeah, yeah, felt, know. felt It's real. kind of the feeling I got from Tom Hanks just sort of being, I think he's like reading a newspaper or something like that when mm-hmm. he's leaving. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I wrote 
that uh, it's like they want him to just put on a charade for a defense of this guy. But he's, you know, ethical and wants to do an actual defense. What, what would you do in that situation? Um, I would like to say I'd do what he did, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what I would do because obviously his whole family gets shot out and that's pretty much why they think he's, you know, on the side of the terrorist or not terrorist, but... Yeah, just different names. The enemy. Same thing, different name. Yeah. Commies, Nazis, commies, terrorists. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting in the aspect of, yeah, maybe he is guilty because we we pretty much know from the beginning he definitely is a spy. He's guilty of being a spy. But like I said, you're sympathetic, and still, um, Tom Hanks' character doesn't necessarily know that it's a fact that he's a spy. So he's doing everything he can, and if he can still, just like in Serial from last year with. Uh, Adnan Sayed, and he's been in jail, and there's questions if he did it, and making a murder on Netflix, like, maybe he did yeah. it, but was there enough evidence to put him away? Again, is there enough evidence to put this guy away, even if he is what they are accusing him of being? Yeah, they weren't fairly going about, even though he was guilty, they didn't mm-hmm. really go about it the right way, but... I thought the most interesting part about Tom Hanks' character is when they ask him to defend him, he's apprehensive, first off. Yeah. I think he's hes not even like a criminal lawyer. He's like a commerce lawyer. Or yeah, something, something like with that. like uh, some kind of yeah, like deals with just a different kind of lawyer that's not really involved with the law. Yeah. They have to talk him into it. I'm sure they know a lot about everything, but like usually lawyers or specific to a certain yeah. trade, you know. But it, the thing I liked about his character is when they asked him to defend him and he finally agrees, he, he just doesn't think... Like, he's not calculated in doing what he's doing. Like, they're like, what are you trying to make, like, put on a show or something almost? Yeah. Like, why are you actually defending this guy? And he just was like, what do you mean? You, like, you why me wouldn't to. you defend him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's the only one living up to the American values that are so what USA yeah. is all about at the time. Just we're the best. Um, we do everything the right way. And that ideal is great. But yeah, it, we have the Constitution, but they don't want to abide by that. Yeah, it actually takes work <laughs> to uphold those American values instead of just yeah. living off the Picking words of choosing. it. Choosing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all about USA on these movies, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's pretty much a common theme that people preach equality and freedom and stuff, and then they're so Without, quick to... Their actions don't yeah, follow it up. Yeah. Word to your mother. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, what did you think of how it ended? It was a little open-ended. Yeah, uh, I don't I, think there's going to be a sequel. I actually put sequel in question mark. <laughs> really? Like, because didn't it say in the post... Oh, I, I guess, it's not really a spoiler, but the guy, Tom Hanks, went on to like do something to negotiate between Cuba 
in the United States for the missile crisis or something? Oh, I don't know. I, I saw it so long ago now. Yeah, I feel like I, I, can't really I saw remember. that somewhere. I, I, I may have stopped it or stopped watching right before yeah. that or something like that. I would watch the sequel with Tom Hanks as his character. Oh, that's cool. If there's like another story about that guy, that's cool. Yeah. I I just meant like Bridges Spies to continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly the kind of movie you think a sequel would come from. Yeah. But I love the ending without giving anything away. I just that's when I think Mark Rylance really shared another great scene was at the end there. Yeah. I I got I do did enjoy the ending. Yeah. Um What's, what could the British Spies 2 subtitle be? Even British Spies 2 Nukes in Paradise. Or something. <laughs> uh. You could turn... I'm trying to think if you could turn a letter into a number 2. British Spy 2. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> too extreme. Yeah. Your 90s style with the X. Xbox with the extreme with an X. <laughs> it's on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> like Speed 2. I give it a heavy 8 out of 10. Um, I, I went with a solid 7.5. Uh, nice. Yep. I prefer The Martian slightly to Bridge of Spies, I think. But I would recommend them both to yeah, anyone. Uh, really. Sort of how I did my ratings go, because I gave the Martian an 8. I enjoyed the Martian more. Bridge of Spies. And yeah, I thought it deserved a solid 7.5. It's probably like 7.8, honestly, if we did it like that. But Yeah, but we don't. <laughs> so you better never say that again. 7.8 point. <laughs> There's two decimals. <laughs> yeah. I'll explain the rating later. <laughs> it makes sense in your head, I know. The one negative I did hear about Bridge of Spies, I guess, it's worth mentioning because it didn't really have anything in my own, but the one person said they show, like, the family getting shot at, and it's all, he's worried about their safety, but then you never hear from them again. Which I guess is true, but it didn't really uh, come to my mind anyway. I just went along with the movie. It didn't bother me, but maybe it was, I know people just, like, disappeared back then. I don't know. Like, they would punish you if your family lived on the others or escaped or something, like North Korea style. Yeah. But maybe that was a dig at that, but I, I didn't notice it. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff, like, the people have, like, legitimate reasons to not like a movie. Yeah. But if it didn't bother me and I'm just going along with the movie, then, hey, then that doesn't really, doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. All right. Let's do our top five legal dramas. Even though Bridge of Spies was only half a legal drama, figured it's <laughs> good as time as any to do this. Yeah, a lot. I've realized a lot of legal dramas are sort of like that. Not as bipolar yeah. as that movie, but yeah, I've been to rules on at least one of my picks here. Yeah, I think I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I like the dra- I like legal dramas in general. Even uh, even making a murder, which is a documentary series on Netflix, like just love the court scenes. Obviously, they're edited. You know, I wouldn't just like to watch real court play out, but yeah, when it's edited into just 
like reveals and like interrogating or witnesses or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all it's always fun to watch. What's what's your number five? A number five go with uh Reasonable Doubt. Hmm. Never heard and, of it. Uh, oh, crap, I forget. Uh, I was just looking at like lists and stuff like that, and I had to go through movies I've seen. I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I'm having a brain fart right Reasonable now. Doubt. Doubts. Mark Harmon? Yeah. Marley Matlin? Reasonable. Working uh, relationship between DA, a prosecutor sensitive to the rights of the accused, a hard charge and gruff detective, an old fashioned cop with bust the perps attitude. Yeah, I think I watched it on Netflix or something like that a while ago. But I watched it in bits and pieces. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, that can't that be it. it. That can't be it. <laughs> That's a TV one hour drama. Uh, Reasonable depth film. <laughs> this is great podcasting. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. yeah, okay. We are informed. This is Samuel, yeah, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Okay. <laughs> Completely different. He's like a cop and they charge him with uh, something that he didn't do or he's frat. And then, uh, yeah, he basically has to and the rules basically to prove his innocence or something like that. <laughs> gotcha. Alright. My number five is Kramer vs. Kramer. Uh, <laughs> Meryl Streep, Dustin Hoffman. They uh, are a married couple who get divorced. Meryl Streep leaves him with the kid, goes off doing her own thing, and then comes back randomly wants to wants custody back of the kid, even though she just neglected everybody for so long. Uh, classic, you know, it's, I think it was nominated for Best Picture and all that. I just recently watched it last year and thought it was really good. I'm really starting to understand why Dustin Hoffman is so well regarded, because his more recent stuff is, like, nothing special, but he was pretty much the man back in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a handful of actors. You sort of don't realize it because they were so big in another time. You know what I mean? Even De Niro and Pacino, same way. Like, if you only watched the movies from like 2000-something on. Yeah, you wouldn't know they were. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. What's uh, your number four? Uh, number four went with uh, JFK. Just because the perspective of the movie is told by a DA like presenting his case or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been a, a long time since I've seen this movie, though. It's a uh, what's his face that directed it, Oliver Stone. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, one of my favorite movies by him, but I... in term, I would kind of judge this in terms of quality of the movie. I guess you no, know, I didn't enjoy. It. It's still well made. It's so uh, long. Music. Kevin Costner? Yeah, Kevin Costner. It's like three yeah. and a half hours or something. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing all the way through. 
but I, I do kind of respect the movie. Yeah, it's going for something. That's for sure. I never have gotten. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with it or nothing like that, but. I never have gotten into I the whole JFK it. conspiracy. I know, like, a lot of people get obsessed, including our uncle. Yeah. I don't, I've never really, you know, cared all that much. I guess because we weren't around at the time, but. I mean, I find it interesting, but I don't really believe one thing or another. You're never going to know either way, so. I, I heard. Really care, but. <laughs> the last thing I heard was like. It was so. It was actually one of the security people that accidentally shot him from behind, or something. Jesus. <laughs> There's so many what theories. Um, all right, my number four is to kill a mockingbird. Classic. Absolutely, on my list higher up. Uh, just recently watched it, like three years ago, I believe, from Casey recommended for Film Club, and I'm glad he did because. It's awesome, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, the best it's a parts, silent movie. The best part for me was like in the courtroom, or at least one of the better parts was in the courtroom. So that's why I included it here. Uh, yeah, everyone knows about it, I'm sure. Yeah, I saw it in sixth grade. <laughs> but, really? Yeah, but we saw the whole thing, and it was amazing. I'm actually surprised I haven't gotten around to ever watching it again. There's a couple of movies like that. I saw The uh, Outsiders in school, too. And I actually bought it on DVD a while ago, and I still haven't opened it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. You're number three. My number three is... Well, maybe I did cheat with JFK, but this is the one I thought I might have cheated on. It's Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun <laughs> movie. I had to put it on the list. I love that movie. Uh, Al Pacino. That's him just chewing on the scenery. <laughs> yeah. Killing balls uh, to the wall as the devil. <laughs> but it's a amazing movie if you haven't seen it. Totally yeah. recommend watching it. <laughs> My number three is In the Bedroom. A drama starring Tom Wilkinson... And I think Sissy Spacek is his wife, but basically, I think their son is having an affair with like a neighbor's wife, and then he gets killed, and it's them having to deal with it. And for some reason, it's a legal drama. I can't remember why, but I saw it on a list. So um, it's on here. It's a movie uh, that I thought was really well done. I watched it about five or six years ago. And. It's my number three. Nice, nice. My number two is To Kill a Mockingbird. Tell me about this. I never... Uh... All right. My, my, number... Uh... <laughs> my number two is Twelve Angry Men, another classic. This yeah, is... I, ha- I haven't actually seen that movie. I've heard of it it's, before. It holds up. I watched it a couple years ago again. It's from Casey Film Club recommendation. Um... I think it's from 1967 or something. It's in black and white, but it holds up completely. I'm now debating the year it was released, but I guess it doesn't matter. It's not really so much a legal drama as the, you know, the jury system drama, but it is them trying to decide what's going on in this court case, and 
just the ups and downs. All, all 12 people have distinguished characteristics, and they show it in one way or another. And Great performances. It's just all in one location pretty much for 90 straight minutes, and it's, it's awesome. It's in my okay. top 100 movies of all time. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Like I said, I have heard of that movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, make sure you watch the original if you ever watch it. And <laughs> there's been like two remakes. I'm sure. Oh, really? Sure, they're not as good. What's your number one? My number one. It's a few good men. Oh yeah. I. This might not actually be the best movie on my list, but. I just think it's kind of iconic. What's Americana the for better or worse. I want the truth. Can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cuba Gooding. Yeah. I'll be talking about him in a little bit. Yeah, I have two of his movies on my list. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Man, we should have done top five for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My my number one is The Social Network. This is the one where it's, it's not, I don't know, like a yeah, lot of I it. I saw it on the list, and I just decided not to include it, not because of anything, but yeah. yeah. I love the movie. Um, it's definitely one of my top 100 movies of all time. David Fincher directed Aaron Sorkin written. I mean, it's mostly not a legal drama, but a lot. Of, I guess a lot of it is. At least a lot of scenes where it's yeah. Not well, even if it's not in court, it's like a meeting trying to set up a settlement or whatever. And yeah, I wouldn't argue that it wasn't a legal drama, but I just I sort of in my head when I saw it on the list was just like, eh, that's more like a tech startup. Yeah. yeah, origin yeah. story. <laughs> I actually started to rewatch the movie um, a couple weeks ago. I only got past. Well, I only got like ten minutes in before I fell asleep, and I never got back around <laughs> to it. But the first ten minutes held up, so <laughs> it's amazing. You heard it here first, folks. First ten minutes. <laughs> yes. Any honorable mentions? Um. My cousin Vinny. Got that. That's on mine too. And uh Double Jeopardy. Oh, <laughs> sort yeah. of a That's a fun movie. Yeah. I got uh, Philadelphia. Yep. I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. But not quite good enough. Uh <laughs> my, Michael Clayton with George Clooney. It's really good. And The People vs. Larry Flint. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> that's a very interesting movie as well. What else did you watch over the past few weeks? Alright, I uh, I watched the whole season of Better Call Saul. First season? Yeah. yeah. I hadn't started the second. Oh, good. I was going to talk about uh start of season two for Better Call Saul. Nice. What did you think? I, uh, I think I remember saying, I watched like the first three episodes or something like that. Yeah. As it was coming out. And I just, for no particular re- reason, stopped watching it. Uh, I guess the show didn't really grab my attention at first or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't really dislike it, but it didn't blow me away. But after getting 
like you told me, if I get like five episodes in or something, it does progressively get better, and you definitely see more of that. Uh, what's the director's name? Terry Gilliam. No, that is a completely different person. Um, it's Vince Gilligan. Vince, Vince Gilligan. Terry no, Gilliam no. is a renowned director, but he, he's not really? Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Wow, that was a shot in the dark. Uh, <laughs> you definitely see his style, anyway, like the organicness. Yeah, it finds of, its footing, you know, pretty yeah. quickly. And I'm uh, definitely excited to watch season two. Yeah, but season two. I like to kind of binge watch those kinds of shows. Yeah, I'm loving so. season two. Season two uh, picked up right where it left off, and it's off to a faster start than season one. And season one was like my number three or four favorite TV show from last year, so obviously I'm loving this as well. What do you think? Yeah, I've actually, uh, what was that? What do you think about, I think the mic stuff is really cool in season one. Yeah, that, it's probably my favorite parts of, like, all the scenes that he's in. Gotta love and there was... it's a prequel, and he looks ten years older than he did in Crazy <laughs> yeah. Uh there's also a cool scene in one of the episodes that has Trevor from GTA 5. Oh, it's yeah. just like three characters in that one. So it's a real actor, and he's the guy that, uh, the old man in his first job, he like punched him in the throat. Oh, jeez. Takes all his guns. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, Nacho? No, not Nacho. Oh. Like, uh, like the corny white guy that comes oh, to pick yeah, three yeah, guys yeah. up. Yeah. And the guy's running in his mouth. The guy yeah. gets hit. And Mike takes all his guns or whatever, throws them away, and then goes on a job by himself. Oh, yeah, that was an awesome scene. Well, that guy who gets hit and is running his mouth is, like, one of the main characters in GTA 5, and he's a bad man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so it was cool seeing him. Yeah. Oh, I got some TV to talk about, too. All Let's right. talk some Cuba Gooding with the... American Crime Story, People versus O.J. Simpson. I have, uh, I've been watching this, actually. I forgot to put it on the list. Yeah, I, I think, what, there's been four or five episodes. Yeah, I think, um, I can't remember if I've watched the fourth one yet, but I've definitely watched the first three. Yeah, this is a new series from the same guy that did American Horror Story, where it's a ten-episode miniseries, basically, each season on a different case. They started with a bang with the OJ trial. Um, yeah. First episode, I was a little skeptical. It was pretty corny, pretty on the nose, like over the yeah. top. Yeah. But I agree. But I I was interested in watching it though. But it was still it fun. Was kind of enjoyable at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like it's gotten better since it's gone on. It's kind of it, maybe it hasn't gotten better, but maybe I'm just getting used to the style of it. Yeah. But I'm loving Ross as Robert Kardashian. <laughs> Juice! This is expressions that it, it's weird. But I, but I love it. And Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, is pretty good. Yeah. It's it's really well made. Like, they, they put some money into making this. Oh, yeah, for sure. At least it, from looks, like, all the... There's actually... I don't know, it's not bad, but there's, like, a lot of makeup and, like, style done to the characters mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, but it has a good look to it. It's 
kind yeah. of looks like it's in the 90s. And, and I don't know about you, but, like, we were, what, um, maybe seven or eight when this happened? I remember. I remember a lot. Like, it was, that's all that my dad and grandma were watching on TV. I just remember seeing, like, parts of the trial, parts of the, I think I remember the white Bronco, or at least seeing clips of it afterwards. Yeah. But I just, I don't know any specifics, really. I just remember it being a big deal and that he was guilty and got away with it. Yeah, I remember, uh, what's his, one lawyer's name? Johnny Cochran. I remember seeing, yeah, I remember seeing him on TV. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely do remember all that stuff. Like, even if we were young, I definitely remember it yeah. pretty vividly. Yeah. I, I love the guy playing Johnny Cochran. Yeah. He actually makes him really likable as a character. And, uh, I actually think John Travolta's pretty awesome in it. As weird as, as he is, yeah. Robert Shapiro. He, but that guy does sound like that. Really? He doesn't he move his like, upper lip? <laughs> he sounds weird like that. I don't know. I, I didn't put that much thought into it. He's creepy as hell. You gotta pick apart John Travolta, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm he, a little more forgiving on him. Yeah, I think he's funny, like in almost an unintentional way. Like, yeah. there's a scene. Oh, I guess this was intentional, but there's a scene. I don't know if you saw this. It's not like a spoiler or anything, but in the last episode, he's leading the thing. He comes in and says, "Okay, so let's get this out of the way. Who here thinks he's guilty?" No one raises <laughs> their hand, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't either." <laughs> Clearly, he thinks he's guilty. Yeah. <laughs> um. I do agree with you generally. Like, I'm very surprised that they take John Travolta seriously sometimes, like <laughs> casting him for stuff. But he fits his role, though. Yeah. Yeah. But all the most I, of the performances I'm are enjoying good. it. Yeah. From what I've seen. What do you think of them like putting in the Kardashian kids every chance they get? <laughs> At first, I thought they weren't going to do it. They do mention... You You're know, gonna, don't kill like yourself Kimmy. in Kimmy's room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you hear him talk to him, but I I did see... They take him out to, like, pizza. And, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Kardashian origin story as well as the OJ trial. Yeah, that's it's, what it's really about. Yeah. Maybe that's a uh, miniseries season, too. <laughs> exactly, the next step. Every crime story they they do was just the Kardashians getting closer and closer to fame. <laughs> oh uh, man! Anything else for you? Um. Yeah, I I'll be quick with this one. I watched Nurse Jackie for whatever reason. Sort of a like I say, yeah, I sometimes pick a show that is watchable, but I don't care if I miss like three episodes, like because I like to fall asleep to stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I was first sick, I was, like, watching this, and I just wasn't falling asleep. So I saw, like, three seasons of it, I think. It's, I don't know. Um, I never I guess it. the reason I kept watching it at first is I thought it was going to, like, kind of progress and get better. But it doesn't, and it starts getting kind of like network TV-ish mm -hmm. and not the best way 
they it's about a nurse that's like addicted to drugs but like a functioning Right, right. Uh, she just scrounges like pills because she works to the hospital and stuff. And mm-hmm. There's some family drama in it, but like the guy who plays her husband is—he has like no personality, and if it's part of the script, he doesn't do it well, or he does do it too well. I guess I don't know. There's just not like enough gravitas in the show. I know it's not supposed to be super, super serious, but. They try to deal with all these serious things in a kind of stupid, lighthearted manner. Right. And I don't know. It's just, it didn't progress the way I liked it. I'd probably only give it like a six at best. Really? But I could see why some people would like it, especially if I worked in like the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always came close to watching it, but never did. Yeah, uh, she just becomes kind of obnoxious, I think, to me, and not really, I don't know. You can kind of sort of hate the main character, but you got to kind of care about them. Yeah. Like, one way or the other, whether you hate them or, don't, or love them. Yeah, it's not good if you're indifferent about the main character. Yeah, I just stopped caring, and I didn't care about, like, her family situation anymore, and it was stupid. Yeah. I got two HBO shows, new ones. Vinyl, Martin Scorsese's latest effort in uh, bringing a show after Boardwalk Empire, starring I, uh, Bobby Cannavale. Oh, you did the two-hour episode. Yeah. What'd you think? I uh, I liked it. I'm going to continue watching it eventually, but it didn't blow me away like. I don't know. I heard a lot of hype about this show, like right before, and I don't know. I'm exactly. I, I think it's a really well-made show. I, I guess I like it, but I just I was underwhelmed because of expectation or something like that. I don't know. I'm 100 percent with you. I enjoyed it. Thought it was okay. I mean, I didn't love it. I th- I think it's well made, well acted. I love Ray Romano in it. Yeah. And Bobby Carnival and Olivia Wilde is amazing, of course. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I'm actually glad it was a two-hour premiere. Well, I heard a lot of people criticizing that, but for me, I didn't really start to get into it until I was halfway through the two hours. So yeah, I was, agree, besides the beginning. Yeah. If it was only an hour, I might have gave up on it, but since I, kept, I watched the whole two hours, it, by the end, I was like, okay, I can kind of see where this is headed. Yeah, and I watched. I can't remember if I've seen two or three episodes at this point, but it's a show I'll watch. But it's not like something I'm anticipating every week on a week-to-week yeah. basis. But I'll get around to it, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It'll probably be maybe bottom part of my top ten TV shows at the end of the year, or not even on it. But yeah, uh, I agree with you completely. Uh, I can't even remember if I've seen the second episode or not. I think I started it at least, but and there's almost like a Forrest Gump element where he's connected to everything that happened in music at this time. Yeah, like somehow that, he's that's sort of he's a pivotal guy in the, in the black um, like blues singer or whatever. Yeah, and that kind of um, seemed very Forrest Gump to me. <laughs> it did not strike me, but I guess I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I 
guess one of my complaints about what I've seen so far is it's such an interesting topic with all these interesting people. I, I feel like it, the show should be a little more interesting. And I'm not saying it's not, but like I said, it did blow me away. And they got a lot to kind of work with. <laughs> well, Bobby Cannavale got blown away when the building collapsed on him. <laughs> that was a little ridiculous. There's no way that was. I know that stuff did happen back then. Like New I mean, York was it a looked rubble cool pit, effects wise, but, but that was insane. A little. It kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, exactly. But how awesome was um, what the comedian that gets uh, his face caved in? <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. That was freaking crazy. <laughs> Just like, how it happened. He gets drawn into it, even though he didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, the other show on HBO was Animals, the half an hour comedy uh, animated show about animals I, that basically are, you know, treated like people. First I saw this thing on a list, but I haven't heard or seen anything about it. It's okay. It's all right. It's clever. It's kind of chuckle funny, if you know what I mean, every once in a while. And yeah. It's like the first episode was rats, second episode was birds, then cats and dogs. Uh, I think there's only one more coming up. But I mean, it's something, again, that I'll just put on when I have nothing else and yeah. Get some enjoyment out of it, but not something I'm like glued to the TV for. But How's it, the uh, animation? Bad. Very rudimentary. Not terrible, but hand-drawn. Different style, which I, I, I'm glad. Yeah. It's not like anything you really see in all over the place. Yeah. It's not, it's hand-drawn, but kind of like Yeah, a, it's not like... Whatever way. wouldn't say it's amazing art, but it works for the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's trying to kind of be a style rather than yeah. just. Gotcha. Anything else? Um, let's see. What have I got on here? I watched Extract last night. Oh yeah. With uh. With Jason Bateman. Arrested Development. Yeah, seen yeah. it. Um, I liked it more than I thought I would. I was trying to watch something lighthearted. It seemed. It was. I guess interesting. I give it like a is six that and a half. Jennifer Aniston. Seven. No, uh, it's one of the girls that's in like Bridesmaids. I forget what her name is. Yeah. Maybe not Bridesmaids, but those kind of roles. I feel like I've seen every Jason Bateman movie. He's got so many like <laughs> generic romantic comedies. Oh, what's her face is in it too, though? Uh, Mila Kunis. Oh yeah, that's who it was. Mila Kunis. Yeah, so it was okay. Yeah, it's on like Netflix, so I mean, it's an easy watch. But just bored. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I watched, but the movie I really liked was a uh, Fresh. Fresh. It's a, uh, I think from like 1992. I can't remember the director. Samuel Jackson's kind of built in it. He's really not in the movie too much. I guess he is pretty important. But uh, I don't know who the... It's a kid actor. He's basically just a kid born in New York City. I don't think him and his sister have any parents. 
they live in like a boarding apart. I don't know, like a bad situation at home. And basically, he kind of like carries drugs from for drug dealers. Like he'll drop stuff off somewhere or pick something up. And uh, basically, a lot of this progresses. I think his sister's addicted to drugs and kind of like sleeps with one of the drug dealers. That's sort of how he's so well liked. Mm -hmm. But they don't know. He goes between two drug dealers. One's like a heroin dealer. And they're like Hispanic. One's like a cocaine crack, something like that dealer. And uh, that's like the black community or whatnot. And they go through this movie and something happened. Like one of her boarding school people gets killed by this guy that he works with. This girl, they're, these guys are playing basketball, they get in an argument, he shoots the guy, and I guess it goes through and hits the girl too, or something. That's and like basically the just, point. Yeah, it's, it basically goes through his life till that point, and then you don't really know it, but he starts playing like chess with Samuel L. Jackson, and they talk about stuff. And basically, the movie's him playing chess, and he's going to get revenge. And there's this whole build-up where he's saving a lot of money, and then they ask him to... Basically, he goes to someone and buys a bunch of drugs, saying it's for somebody else, because he has a ton of money. Like one of his... the people he works with, and he uses this to frame someone. It's this cascading thing of him getting back at all these people, and basically being smart enough to have other people do it for him. And Most it's good. an awesome movie. I had, yeah. I had never heard of it. It was a pretty awesome watch. I, I give it a solid eight. Nice. What the, is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I might have to check that out. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I got some Netflix shows I watched. Or yeah. started, anyway, so far. I'll go... I'll, I won't bury the lead... I'm eight episodes into Fuller House, <laughs> the uh, spinoff of slash sequel to Full House, the classic sitcom from the 90s. How's that treating you? Well, if you, if the first episode is, was any indication, it was so bad, so <laughs> terrible. Like, it was half pandering, complete pandering. And half Disney Channel, like, kids show. Uh. But it kind of... It gets a little bit better, let's say. But the first episode was just, like... Every time someone would walk in, you know, it's... The crowd goes wild. They take the time to nod and smile. Like, yep, it's me. I'm back. Wow. And no one... Like, everyone looks like shit. Nah, I wouldn't say everyone looks like shit, but... It just is weird. Um, like, Bob Saget looks terrible. He doesn't they, even sound like... They don't have the Olsen twins, do they? No, and there's a scene in the first episode where they say, is Michelle going to make it? Or something like that. And then they Bob's, just died in a plane crash. <laughs> no, he said, no, she's too busy with her, like, uh, clothing line and whatever. And then everyone look, stops and looks at the camera. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oosh. We're mad at you for not joining this shitty show. <laughs> yeah, I like, 
I don't blame those twins. They are better than this. Um, but it is kind of cool seeing like Steve, the DJ's old boyfriend, and uh, DJ like she's actually pretty good in it. I mean, it's probably like the role of a lifetime for her, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, same with Stephanie, Jody Sweeten. She's probably my favorite character on the on the new show. Uh, she definitely grew up. Uh, um, and DJ's kids are like the new kids and the one little kid Max he's definitely the highlight of the show he's he's cracking wise left and right super <laughs> smart kid blah 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 you know are any of the uh, uncles in it? yeah uh, they're like they'll show up every once in a while like they're, they were all in the first episode and then like Joey was in the second one uh Jesse was in the third one. Bob Saget was in one. Like, they're just guest stars every once in a while. Oh, uh, okay. But, yeah, Fuller House. It's... Very Mackenzie likes it. Name. Mackenzie likes it. I'm sure she does. <laughs> oh, there was even... Sorry, there was I, even, I gotta admit, I liked Full House a lot. Oh, yeah, I loved it as a kid. I'm sure it would probably not hold up now. No. There's a scene where they're playing poker... Um, Bob Saget and the two uh, new kids and he's like sorry to say I got a full house and then the the other this older son is like well I got a full house of aces and kings a fuller house and it's like see what we did there you see what we did did you get that (laughs) stop (laughs) yeah Uh, also on Netflix Finished Making a Murderer. Actually, binged that, like, a day or two after our last podcast when I talked about the first episode. It's pretty great. Uh, not much really to say. The two defendant uh, defense lawyers that Steve Avery gets are the stars of the show. They're amazing. If I ever get in any trouble, I want them to defend me. <laughs> um it's a, it just seems like this show just came out not that long ago and it's already like gone and forgotten. Like came in like a wrecking ball and left like a lamb. <laughs> That's the expression, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, also watched the first two or three episodes of Love, the Judd Apatow produced and written uh, Netflix uh, comedy yeah. series. Didn't love it. That was a, Didn't love yeah. it. Wasn't terrible. I mean, it's it's probably something that, if like much like vinyl or animals or something like, if I need something to watch, at least it's only half an hour, which that is reason enough alone for me to be able to just put it on when I have twenty free minutes. Yeah. Randomly. That's or why I watched uh, Veep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Love that about half an hour shows. Can squeeze them in in some tight time constraints. Yeah. It was okay. I'll just say it was okay. Uh, what else I got? Uh, Survivor, season 32 premiered. Sur- nice. Survivor could wrong. Brains vs. Brawn vs. Beauty Part 2. Uh, this is the season coming off Second Chances, which was one of the best seasons of all time. Jeff Probst hasn't really been talking this season up because it's all new people and there's a Super lot of. Slump. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of. Apparently, a lot of medevacs. This is the toughest season of all time, but 
two two episodes in, I'm I'm loving it. I love the characters. I think it's it's a fun season. There's no real strategist to really take control and be one of the best players of, of all time. Cards. But yeah, it's just a bunch of characters that are just fun to watch so far anyway. So yes. I'm enjoying that. And Verizon Fires randomly gave us three months of Showtime for free, so we started watching, catching up on Masters of Sex, watched first few uh, episodes of season three on that. It's the same show. It's really well made, good quality. It's like Mad Men with sex and nudity, basically. Uh, nice. Still enjoying it. And um, hopefully we'll be able to finish that and maybe catch up on some Homeland or something by the time this free trial is up. I gave you up on Homeland a while ago. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly Sam. I would just quit. First season <laughs> was great. Second season started awesome and then got crazy in the second half. Third season, I thought was pretty terrible. I stopped watching sometime in the second season. Yeah, and, and like episode five. I'm glad I didn't dove, get into the third one. Dove headlong into the ground. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... That's all I'll go into for this episode. I, uh, I've been meaning, I, there's, like, most of a season now, Shameless out, that I want to watch. Oh, yeah, we gotta try to start watching that. I wish that That's was a, a half show. an hour. It's an hour, and there's so many episodes to catch up on. Family-wise, this isn't a literal comparison, but sort of Simpsons-like, like, there's all these characters, and you kind of grow attached to them and sometimes they kind of have their own little episode or or not like their own but so I, I mean don't take the, that as a literal comparison but <laughs> so it's a cartoon just, about... <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, it's a it's one of those shows it's never going to be the best show in the world but it's so easy to watch like Martian wise like, right yeah it's funny it's got a little bit just enough seriousness, but it actually has a little bit of gravity to their seriousness. So, yeah, I've heard great things. I definitely want to check it out. But some of the stuff is like would never happen. You know what I mean? But it doesn't really matter. They do it in a realistic way. Mm -hmm. but, Did you have anything else watch. for this episode? Um, one other movie I watched real quick is Life of a King. Cuba Gooden. There he is, the man. It's about a guy, I guess he was a drug dealer or something like that. He gets out of jail after years, and he learned to play chess with the guy at the cell next to him. Um, so basically, he gets out of jail, he tries to get like legitimate work. He ends up as a janitor at a rough-and-tumble school. This is a true story, by the way, though. Yeah. Um, basically the teacher gets scared out or something and he watches them and he actually controls them so they let him do that for a while until they find out he didn't fill out his form as a felon <laughs> but he basically takes all these kids in detention and makes it like a chess class and some of them dig it and then there's the hoodlums that mm -hmm. are selling drugs and stuff that don't and blah, 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 you know, like, one of the people die, and so it motivates one of the people, and it makes another person go down the wrong path more, and he deals with his past, and basically, his chess club becomes popular, 
kind of in the community and he helps some kids and one of his original kids becomes a really good chess player like wins tournaments and stuff nice. <laughs> any good and yeah it's a i totally recommend it it's not like the best made movie ever i give it a light seven and a half probably deserves more like a seven but it's interesting that it's a true story it's kind of a nice story and at the end there's like kind of a big chess match it's it's a very good combination between like a motivational sports movie and it's searching like for Bobby crime for <laughs> uh, I don't know. sort of like that yeah Hot off the but it's weird chess has been in a, a, in a lot of stuff <laughs> that I've noticed lately yeah. But, but yeah there's a good uh, chess match at the end cool and it's not too cheesy or nothing like that so nice good watch King, it's Life of the King. It's on Netflix as well. Alright, let's get into the news. I think the biggest news is Deadpool just scorching onto the scene. Yeah. Smashing, Good yeah, smashing every record of an R-rated movie. 132 million opening weekend. Next highest of an R-rated movie was like 91 for The Matrix Reloaded. Uh, I believe it's up to like six, almost 600 million worldwide now. Wow. Maybe more. It's Jeez. might get close to a billion, which is pretty crazy. That's crazy. See, I like that. They should do that more often where they make kind of maybe more an odd pull or odd pull. <laughs> Oddball uh movie of theirs and release it like in February or something like yeah. that. Because there's usually not much coming out. Yeah, and like we said, this is an R-rated um, original movie. You know, there's no real lead-in for this. It's Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, starting from scratch after they ruined the character in that one X-Men movie. <laughs> and now they have announced a sequel already and a X-Force movie, which is a team movie with him in it. And the Wolverine Part Three is going to be R-rated now. Really? Yeah, which, I mean, be awesome. That's kind of a good thing. Wolverine in an R-rated movie. But, but like we were saying before, it can't be like a checkbox. Like, yeah, exactly. Put this many cusses, one girl's got to get naked. <laughs> uh, but, like, I was, I realized something the other day. Like, I was talking to my brother, and he, he gives me a lot of shit because I, I feel like I constructively criticize uh Marvel movies but what I realized though is I like a lot of their original movies and like I like well, I guess Spider-Man isn't actually a Marvel movie but I like the first one I like the first Iron Man I like the first not Captain America what? I love the first Captain America it's alright but I like the other one better yeah yeah I see what you're talking about uh, um Kung Fu Panda 3 made $41 million in its opening weekend before Deadpool came out. Uh, and then it made $21 million in its second weekend, so that that did pretty well for itself as well. Yeah. Hal Caesar, not as much. $11.5 million in its opening weekend. But I did hear a lot of good things about it. Yeah, I was going to say I heard good things about it as well. Let's see. I'll try to run through 
This news items real fast. Star Wars breaks two billion worldwide. That's pretty good. Jesus. Pretty, pretty good. Um, Steven Soderbergh is going to make his directorial comeback. He said he was retiring. Apparently not, because he's going to direct Channing Tatum in a movie called Logan Lucky. I don't care what it's about. I love Soderbergh as a director, and I like Channing Tatum as an actor, so I am there. Also, another director I like a lot, Catherine Bigelow, who did The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Her next movie will be a movie about the 1967 Detroit race riots. So, timely. And I'm, cool. I'm sure it'll be good. I didn't like Zero Dark Thirty as much as other people. Oh, really? So. I loved it so much. I love Jessica Chastain, and she is awesome. I thought she was amazing in the movie, but I... I, I enjoyed the movie overall, but I didn't like it as much as other people did. I, I think the actual, like, them going in to get Osama, I remember said Obama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it was, I was watching SOCOM Navy SEALs, the video game, on screen. And I thought that yeah, was I awesome. I, yeah, I, I don't want to get into the whole thing of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of movies like that. Like, uh, I don't like the social network as much as, like, you do. I don't disrespect the movie at all, but I just don't like it as much. Yeah. Whatever. I guess that's where it comes down to opinion. Yeah. People, you know what it's I mean? It's actually fact, but you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another good director, one of, one of my... Uh, if I say one of my favorites for everyone, they can't all be... Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, who directed Drive, his next movie is going to be a spy movie. So... Hmm. That's an interesting uh, combination there. Yeah. Let's see. Also, Sam Raimi, another one of my favorite directors. Not really, but I like him. <laughs> is going to direct World War Three, which is, I mean, sounds intense, but it's based off a book called like A Hundred Years Later or something about A Hundred Years. I guess it's going to be... Uh, what our world looks like 100 years from now. Doesn't sound yeah. pretty. No. <laughs> Ty, Ty Sheridan, who was the lead, the young lead in Mud, and he's really popping up all over the place lately. He's going to be the lead character in Steven Spielberg's next, or I don't know if it's the next movie, but one of his next movies, Ready Player One, which is based off a very popular novel. And lastly, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Channing Tatum are going to team up for a musical comedy. Which, I like both of those guys. Sounds yeah, like we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like that is a movie that actually will fit into the Golden Globes Best Musical or Comedy category. Who knows? <laughs> Never know what those guys might be best documentary. <laughs> yeah. Best drama and, you know, foreign language film. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-judgment daytime. We got a couple trailers here. We'll start it off with "The Light Between the Oceans," directed by Derek Cienfrance, who I really, really like. I've loved both of his first two movies, "Blue Valentine" and "The Place Beyond the Pines," and this is kind of a more closer to "Blue Valentine," where it looks like Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander are a married couple who find a baby that it just washes up to their little island 
washes up to shore and they take it on as their errand and then based on the trailer they go onto the mainland again and run into a woman whose baby washed away and obviously probably the one that they've been raising. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I thought it looked really well made. looked uh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's a movie I'd run out to see personally. But uh, I'll probably check it out at some point. Yeah, if I was going strictly based off the trailer, uh, I would say, yeah, it'll probably be good. You know, I'll I'll probably see it when it comes out. But since I this director I know and love, and obviously I, I love Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender, I'm in. I'm 100% in. This, this is going up to one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Just from what yeah? I've seen, yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely, it has all the elements for success, but I, I was just strictly off a of stylistic. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see Personal that. entrance, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Alicia Vikander is blowing up. Yeah. And he must have got her before that, because if the movie's already Emmer's done, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's kind of exciting right now to see all these new people getting... Yeah. Kind of becoming new superstars almost. Yeah, Brie Larson, Alicia Vikander. Uh, Oscar uh, Isaacs. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, Daisy Ridley. So much going on. But yeah, I, I think this movie screams, like, Oscars all over the place. I think this will be his, yeah. like, most uh, awards-worthy yeah, movie so far because... I think I could see Fastbender and Vikander being nominated again next year because it comes out in October. Just seems like it's right up their alley. Yeah. Hopefully it lives up to that hype. I will prejudge it as a 9 out of 10. Ooh. I'll also uh, prejudge it as my number four movie of 2016. Wow. <laughs> Making the stretch. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Saw 8. All right. That's pretty good. Next up, Pete's Dragon, the Disney live-action remake of Pete's Dragon. I've never seen the animated I, original. I think even the first one's half and half. But I feel, oh, okay. I feel like I've seen it, but I, I mean, not enough to really know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it also was in a scene on Flight of the Concords, but I could be wrong. Uh, what did you think of this trailer? For me, uh, let me ask you, and then I'll immediately go into what I thought. All right. <laughs> I thought it was, I it did nothing for me. I've heard people it saying did. this looks good, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm usually in for these Disney, what they've been doing lately with this kind of stuff, but for me, this just seemed very by the books of what you would expect. Yeah, um... The first kind of vibe I got from it was like a jungle book or like uh Yeah. What was that chick? The Lamb Before Time or something like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, but it didn't deliver in any way. It just, I don't yeah. know, it seemed pretty kind of been told already with this twist that I'm not, don't care for. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's just speaking of Disney, they I much prefer their Jungle Book uh, trailer than this. Yeah. 
But, you know, trailers aren't everything. But from what I saw, I'll give this like a 5 out of 10. Yeah. I'll give it a 6. Visuals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'll have something going for it. you got Robert Redford in there. Yeah. Uh, next up, Kubo and the Two Strings. This is a Leica uh, stop-motion animation movie. They also did, what the hell was it? The Box Trolls last year, they did Coraline, and, uh... Okay. Yeah, those kind of movies. Solid. This one is, like, about a kid who has a guitar, and it's, like, a weapon. But, basically, I think you're only in it to see what the animation's gonna look like, and it looked pretty good. Yeah. To, looked pretty good to me. Yeah, I, th- I like the style of it. Uh, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, it looks entertaining, and like you said, it the production quality is really good. Seems like I don't it, know why I do, but <laughs> seems like it has some anime roots. Yeah, it's definitely an Eastern kind of influence. Yeah, like I'm, maybe that's what kind of caught me. Mm-hmm. But I'm intrigued for sure. Like I don't know about the plot, but just visually, I, I was interested. Yeah, I'll give it a seven yeah. out of ten. I'll give it a seven and a half. I did like the art style. Yeah. And lastly, the two-part, five-minute-long <laughs> Daredevil Season 2 trailer. <laughs> the first half featured the Punisher heavily, and the second half featured Elektra heavily. The two new characters being brought in for Season 2. And my God, am I ready for the season to start. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's... uh. I'm sure I'll probably run through season one probably right before it comes out or something. Yeah, actually, it only comes out in uh, two weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Jeez, not. Jeez, we're that far into February. I think it's not this Friday, but next, which is crazy. I mean. Wow. Yeah, it's March 1st, basically. Uh, Bring on the weather. Yeah. Well, today was pretty nice. That's way yeah, off topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the Punisher looks amazing. That guy is perfect for the... As When he was cast, I kind of felt like it was perfect, and now seeing these, it just confirms you know that. It. Yeah, It just yeah. seems badass. I just love how dark they're taking this series, even for Marvel. And Electra looks really cool as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got me pumped, actually, to watch season yeah. one. Yeah, season one's great, and this looks even better. And apparently, yeah, another one of those shows that I have no reason to not watch, but I just there's just so many it. shows nowadays. Yeah. it's like so hard to catch them all. But uh, I think I I heard that like early reviews Pokemon. <laughs> gotta catch them all for sure. <laughs> uh, I heard the early reviews were really strong for this, so that that's good good sign as well. Yeah, I definitely think this season will be in my top ten shows. Of 2016. Yeah. Hopefully it's in the top half. Or, maybe if we're lucky, there's so many good new shows this year that it doesn't make it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Look, the glass is overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> Too much shit. <laughs> Stop it. Alright. Well, that'll do it for this episode. It's been nice. <laughs> Getting yeah. back into it. We're back, baby. Yes. <laughs> and we will for sure have an episode this week and next week. 
and hopefully yep. every week after that. And we have a special guest lined up for a few weeks from now, so things Very are looking good. Don't catch, uh, you know, uh, tuberculosis right. or anything while in between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, emails, yep. please email us the Red Box Report at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Red Box Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joe. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You can find us anywhere that has podcasts for the most part. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Shout it together Hey, don't sell your dreams so soon